The sea, which had been so deceptively peaceful and calm when the freighter Santa Eugenia had discharged a portion of its cargo in Salvador de Bahia and headed south along the Brazilian coast, was now beginning to perceptibly roughen. White caps flecked the growing waves beneath a dismal morning sky, rapidly filling with threatening black clouds. A sudden chill touched the rising wind. The increased movement brought protesting creaks from the rusty plates of the ship, which nosed deeper into the murky green depths, as if searching for the cause of this abrupt unfriendliness. In the small galley below, dishes slid haphazardly and pots clattered. Dim bulbs in the forecastle angled perilously on their twisted flecks, swaying erratically, throwing monstrously distorted shadows across the stacked bunks. On the small open bridge that jutted from the wheelhouse, Captain Enrique Juvenal, master of the Santa Eugenia, studied the latest radio reports of the storm into which the ship was heading, and shook his head. Captain Juvenal was worried. A cautious man by nature, he knew his beloved Santa Eugenia was neither the newest nor the sturdiest of freighters, and he also knew his cargo was in severe imbalance as a result of their offloading in Salvador da Bahia. And even more, he knew that the sudden tropical storms that could sweep this area, while rare, were certainly no less treacherous for that. He leaned over the flaking rail of the bridge and stared down at his young first mate, balancing himself expertly on the pitching deck below, busily directing the shifting of the meager deck cargo in an effort to put some semblance of security into their tenuous position. Captain Juvenal scratched his heavily bearded face and sucked fiercely on his thin black cigar. Smoke billowed about him, to be instantly snatched away by the increasing gale. A respectful touch on his shoulder drew his attention. It was the radio man handing him another slip. He nodded dismissal even as he scanned the paper, frowned blackly at the message it contained, and then bent over the rail, his white teeth gleaming about his cigar. Miguel! The first mate looked up, gave one final suggestion over his shoulder to his men to prevent them from disappearing for coffee while he was gone, and trotted up the narrow companionway. He paused a moment at the top to study the darkening horizon, and then touched his cap. Sir? How's the work going? The mate raised his shoulders. Slow. His tone seemed to indicate that in his opinion it was also largely useless. He met the captain's eye squarely. It isn't the deck cargo that's the problem, sir. It's those large generators in the hold, the ones for Buenos Aires, and we can't move those at sea without our equipment. I know, the captain puffed on his cigar, thinking. His eyes dropped to the slip of paper in his hand, and then came up again. How much of the cargo goes off in Hio, and how much in Santos? The mate stared at him a moment, and then smiled in sudden understanding. He dragged a thick batch of papers from his hip pocket, wet a finger, and began leafing through them. The news was good. When he looked up, it was with satisfaction. Not a great deal for either place, sir. Nothing that couldn't be shipped back from Montevideo, or even dropped off on our return, as far as that goes. And how about the passengers? That's no problem, three getting off at Montevideo, and the other one in Buenos Aires. I see. Captain Juvenal squinted thoughtfully at the end of his cigar, carefully considering the various alternatives. His eyes came up to the horizon, 
He frowned at it a moment and then made up his mind. The slip of paper was jammed firmly into one pocket of his sea jacket, as indicating his arrival at a decision. He nodded. All right, we'll miss both Hio and Santos, and also the worst part of the storm. I'll make up a cable advising the company and also the Hio agents. You post a notice below.